Agency Unfiltered's pit stop in Chicago continues with Jill Wilson, president of Simple Machines Marketing. Jill helps guide agencies towards finding their niche. And what did her agency do to find their own niche? And then how did she know it was the right one? We then talk about how agencies can align themselves to a niche and how it can then positively impact their marketing sales and service delivery. In the second half of our discussion, we dig into running workshops and how her team drives value with them at the beginning of every client engagement. Learn how to find your niche and then get a look under the hood with your clients in a workshop right now. Jill, welcome. Thanks Thank for you. joining Agency Unfiltered. It's great to be here. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, we're excited to have you. And it sounds like today we're going to talk about agencies finding their niche. Yes. Or niche. However you want to say it. I was going to say maybe the first question. However saucy you may feel. Yeah. So is it a level of sauciness is <laughs> sure. when you go from niche to <laughs> So um, sounds like you and your team have been able to align around a, a niche pretty well. And so maybe just first off explain like why is it so important? Why have you seen value in it? And then just contextually tell us how you've been able to, to solve for your niche as well. Sure, so I would say probably like a lot of agencies, we started out as a full service B2B marketing agency working really with just any business, like anything for money, right? And during some sales meetings, we were asked the question, you know, why you? What are you guys really strong at? And we realized we needed to have a really strong answer for that. And so, we, as a leadership team, started talking about, you know, who are the good clients that, that we have? You know, who are the right fits, best points of contact, pay us on time, and the ones that we really like working with that are interesting and, and challenging. And we started, as we, as we evaluated that, we started to see some patterns, particularly among companies that were in the technology and manufacturing space. Mm -hmm. And as a leadership team, we said, let's, let's press on that a little bit. Let's, let's dig in to see if there's something there. And we did some market research to, to look at the, the Chicago landscape as well as where trends were happening in, in the rest of the country, um, trends about manufacturing in general. Um, so I think the perception around that now is that it's dirty and old, uh, but it's really making a move toward like clean, connected, technology, automation, so that's something that a lot of these companies are embracing, which is a, a nice fit for us as a, as a HubSpot agency, obviously. Uh, also, like just talking with the team, there, I personally, I think our team has like a, a creative maker ethos to it. Mm. Uh, most folks are all from the Midwest, so there's the, the hard work mentality too that really jibed with that. And we took off from there and, and said, let's really lean into this vertical focus. Um, on the technology side, there's usually a, a sales resource that mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of extra hands or a lot of extra capacity. So things like automation, sales technology, sales enablement and content is a really great fit and plays to our strengths. Uh, and then on the, on the manufacturing side, uh, there's, there's a lot to be done from like process infrastructure, mm -hmm. um, sales and marketing technology as well so it was a it was a nice mesh that's great yeah uh, well congrats on being able to, to build that out thank you um, I don't know if this is a silly question but how many uh, verticals is too many so you have manufacturing technology did you have to to trim down a, a total amount or you know what I mean like is there a, a rule of thumb uh, you know how many should I should I pick yeah that's a good question and it was interesting as we were looking into this like well should we just 
do technology? Should we just do manufacturing? And I think they those two mesh pretty well. Uh, but yeah, there are some companies that I'll see out there where we specialize in finance and healthcare and consulting and nonprofit. And it's like, okay, so you do everything, right? right. Um, I, I think probably one or one or two tops, just from personally my perspective, would if you're going to try to command a space or, or own own a particular vertical, that one or two is probably the the right answer there. Good to know. Perfect. Uh, now we've defined uh, or we've like identified our target vertical, manufacturing. Now what? Yeah, great question. So uh, now I knew what? I would right? Have at least one. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, so what what that allowed us to do was to really put a lot of focus and specificity with strategic decisions we made for our own sales and marketing. So what that allowed us to do was join a lot of the right groups and associations, mm -hmm. make the right connections with folks that could be prospective referral partners. Uh, it allowed us to really key in on where we might want to advertise mm -hmm. so that we can get in front of, of this audience. So it was a lot less spray and pray <laughs> and, and really more focused in terms of our own marketing and sales efforts and initiatives. So it sounds like where you source leads is like you can really refine and focus on, on where the best places would be to, to find those? Definitely. And and I would say too, it allowed us to um, do what we do faster. Hmm. So we're familiar with the space. Uh, you know, if we get talking with a company that maybe sells their products through a distribution network, chances are we've seen that before, or, or we know how to play to that, or, or how to improve areas. Less ramp or, time to get going. Yeah, on definitely. Activity. So it allowed us to, when we started working with folks, do that faster, get them faster, and then allowed us to ask ourselves, okay, now how do we play this speed, mm. and this urgency, and this immediacy to, to our, our, our strengths as well? Um, so as we think about technology and manufacturing companies, the work that we're already doing, now what are some new things or offerings that we can do or create or, or get inspired by to allow us to, to do our job, say, faster, better, uh, and, and to serve them better. That's great. Um, what about your website? Any major changes there? How do you communicate this on your, your website and maybe other marketing materials as well? Yeah, so on our website, as far as pivots or changes we made there, uh, we had more specificity and targeting, I would say, with like case studies and testimonials. Mm -hmm. So case studies would be like from, uh, you know, a, a manufacturer of an industrial cleaner and degreasing company, you know, real exciting stuff. <laughs> and, um, or like the VP of sales at say a data analytics mm -hmm. company. So as we are targeting for these people or when they find us through other means and, and get to our website, they see themselves there uh, and, and eliminated a lot of fluff uh, that, that wasn't, particularly relevant to mm. either the owners of these companies or their, their sales resources. So it allowed us to pare down as well and just do things with more hyper-focus. That's great. I don't want to take us on a complete 180, but in regards to case studies and testimonials, because that makes a ton of sense, how do you identify who's going to be a good fit uh, to source like case study content from them or testimonial? Like out of your client base? who, who The good clients? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the folks that we, I would say, have have probably worked with the longest. Um, obviously the ones where we have a really good track record of, of demonstrating results. Um, the ones that are 
are interested too and, and have the capacity to do it. And I think also folks, like a lot of the folks that we work with at the technology and manufacturing companies, they're in a sales role, so they get it. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they understand that I've got a partner here that I'm working with. When they're successful and profitable and things are going great for them, I get good service. So uh, they understand the, uh, like the reciprocity of that too, sure. I think, yeah. um, especially coming from a, a sales background for, for most folks. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think you mentioned you used to specialize or healthcare, right? Some other verticals. What happens if I'm a, a business in that vertical and now I'm, I'm talking to you, I see the website, I go, wait, what the heck? You know, like, is it a hard no to them? Uh, do you still welcome in? So what is the, the client base or, or what does your delivery look like for, for businesses outside of those two target verticals? Yeah, for companies outside of that, if, if, they, if they reach out and, and want to have a conversation, um, that's great because they saw something that was akin to maybe what they're, they're looking for or may have a challenge with. We'll definitely welcome a com the conversation. We're very clear up front early in the sales process. We say these are the types of companies we work with. We have experience from working with others to, to draw on if we end up partnering. Uh, but I always ask for, for permission to tell them no too. Like, hey, if at any point during the process, you know, if we're not a fit, mm. you know, are you okay telling, with, telling me that? And they always say, yeah, sure, I wouldn't want to waste your time. <laughs> and I say, that's great, I appreciate that. Do you mind if I tell you the same thing? Like, if at any point, you know, I'm not feeling that we're a fit or you might want or need something that we're not the best equipped to do, is that okay too? Mm. And they say, yeah, you know, I, they're busy, right? So I think just setting that expectation out of the gates is helpful. Um, we'll talk to everyone, obviously, because we have, you know, a pretty deep roster of, um, or a Rolodex of folks that we may be able to... Still loop in? As yeah, still loop or, in yeah, or, or, or usher them into a, a, a better fit. So, oh, you're saying other agencies? Yeah. Oh, gotcha, okay. Uh, and to say, hey, you know, this is a great conversation. Let's shake hands and part as friends. And here's someone else that would be Best a better fit to help yeah. you out. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that by aligning around a vertical manufacturing, for example, allows you and your team to, to ramp up quicker. It's a familiar motion. But if I'm a net new hire at your agency, and I don't know anything about manufacturing, but I know enough to get hired from like a marketing perspective, how do you level up, train, upskill uh, your team around, say, manufacturring some of these like really uh, heavy or dense manufacturing type businesses? Yeah, that's that's a good question because the subject matter, part of the feedback that we got from the team, you know, why they like the work is that it's it's interesting and varied, but also very challenging. You know, mm -hmm. when you're working with a company that manufactures, you know, cutting and grinding wheels, uh, <laughs> again, not glamorous, um, probably something that a lot of people aren't familiar with. And so there there is like a lot of onboarding and education and recommended either events or conferences or trade publications or newsletters that that we recommend to to get familiar with we also have a pretty at this point a pretty robust library of content as far as um, like say buyer personas in the manufacturing space so that they can get like their arms around of, it yeah, yeah. a little faster so the so yeah the subject matter is usually new to everyone but as far as learning about manufacturing in particular, uh, we encourage folks to to go to events, go to events uh, you know where our clients are hanging out, so that they can get familiar and and to really read and absorb as much as they can. That's great. Um, when we were talking the other day about your manufacturing clients in particular, you you shared this 
this new concept that you've been working on. I think it was marketing plan in the day, and I thought that was really interesting and probably something that a number of agencies are trying to replicate. So why don't you just quickly explain what that is, like what drove the, or what inspired that to become an offering for, for your agency? Yeah, a, a couple things inspired it. One was a conversation with a, a networking partner of ours who has rolled out a similar offering for, for websites. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it and I was like, that's a great idea. And, uh, and internally we had been talking too about, you know, how can we take a lot of these resources and things that we've already done in this space to either do things faster for clients or, or do them better so that we have a competitive advantage out out in our space too. And I was talking uh, with an advisor of mine and I said, you know, here's this idea that we're thinking about. And he's like, oh, that really plays to like the I want it now culture of it, <laughs> the world we live in. And so I'm a big believer in things of three, like three is a pattern. So for one is like, oh, that's neat. And you're like, oh, there that is again. And it's like, okay, this is good. Then, now yeah. we're on to something. Yes. So I was like, let's do it. And so uh, we developed this concept of marketing plan in a day really for smaller manufacturers and smaller technology companies where they really lack a lot of process plan infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So before we can get into you know, automated workflow campaigns, like we need to define what a qualified There's like a foundational right? yeah. layer of, sure. Right, and so we, we iterated a couple times with some very nice, willing guinea pigs uh, <laughs> to, to spend a day with us so that we could really hone this and ensure that we could do it and that the deliverables were above satisfactory and that they felt that they had a day that left them feeling really confident and motivated and, and that this was valuable. And so we recently launched that for, for smaller manufacturers, typically under like $2 million in revenue with not a lot of in-house resources, obviously, usually like one or two sales folks or owner-led sales and yeah. not a lot of real, real infrastructure either. So it's a great way for them to get a lot of the blocking and tackling done yeah. and, and have a really immersive experience with folks on our team to set them on the right course and, and for us to get a sense too if they might be a good fit sure. client-wise long-term. So having somebody on site or working with the, the team from this manufacturing company all day and just putting all these resources for a full day of like foundational marketing type tasks, like that's a huge investment, right? And so what have you seen on the other, uh, other side of that to be the value? Like what's the biggest value you've seen out of pouring all these resources into this sort of like full day workshop? Sure, I would say the, the biggest value that we've seen out of it is I mean, don't get me wrong, we, we price it accordingly so that our, our team is covered and, and we're achieving the margins that we want. Uh, but I think the, the biggest value to us on the flip side is we get a, we get a chance to sense how much capacity and, and how much appetite the client may have for working on an ongoing arrangement. Sure. Um, you know, if they could dedicate eight and a half hours to a single day session and the feedback is really great, you know, the appetite for them to, usually the, the real litmus test is they talk about what they want to do next. Yeah. You know, what, okay, so what, what are you going to do next? Well, we may need some help with this website thing, or, um, you know, can we talk on Friday about doing this? This is a great idea. Yes, we can. Yeah. And so it, it allows us to get a sense of, are we going to be chasing people down for approvals? Do they really have the capacity to take this on now that they're really excited about yeah. it. Uh, so I think it's a, a good look under the hood, um, test drive-y uh, type, 
type metaphor for, for us too, to get a sense of what are these people gonna be like, what do they know, um, how much capacity and bandwidth do they have to, to continue working with us so that it can be a win-win for everyone. Yeah. I think the look under the hood metaphor is perfect, right? They're kind of gauging your credibility, are they legitimate? Uh, is what they kind of are, what are they running us through, and, and are they actually setting us down this really strategic path? But then on your side too, you're like, okay, organizationally, what's their makeup? How do they appear as clients? Uh, and so it sounds like there's mutual benefits um, for for having them in all day. Yeah, I mean, no one no one wants gotchas like three months down the road, uh, or or to have really great ideas and and be. Getting people excited to then have to say like, okay, we have to do all this groundwork laying before we can get there. I can see why you want to go there, and yeah. that's really neat. Here's all the heavy lifting we have to do first, so it's it's helpful to see what you're working with, get a lay of the land, yeah. and and see what we're working with out of the gates Makes versus sense. finding that down the road. So if I'm an agency listening in and I'm sold, I want to develop my workshop, I would say it's going to be different for everybody because there's going to be different services, again, different like verticals that I'm working with. But who did you loop in in that decision-making process or who helped you on your team or who are the resources I should be looping in to help block this sort of all-day workshop together? Like on the client side? Um, or Both. For, so for who from your team has the decision-making power to help you map this out? Uh, and then who are all the folks from the client that you're going to need in that room? Uh, to make sure that it's impactful for them as well. Got it. Yeah, so on the client side, we ask for anybody that is really on the front lines of sales, um, as well as ownership input, because that's always important, right? Uh, as well as you know anybody who, we find cus customer service is a really good a really good point of contact to get input to because they're on the front lines they have of, a pulse of the client issues, yeah. yeah, and the customer experience. Um, so usually that's that's a good, good mix of folks from the client side. Uh, on our side, uh, so far it's been me and our strategic director, Charlie, who have been fulfilling this and, and facilitating these workshops. We're working, um, gonna be starting in, in early April as we ramp up more of these opportunities to get I, at least two folks from the team um, boned up on this sort of thing, just because from a scalability and capacity standpoint, it's, I would love to be in a marketing plan and workshop uh, in a day, two to three times a week, but yeah. I just simply There's can't do a, that. Yeah. And, and really no one on our team can solely. So we're training the folks, most, most of the people on the team, I would say everyone, has a really clear understanding of our process and the fundamentals that go into a plan when we're working with folks. It's just, how do we accelerate that? That's right. going to be the challenge in the training. And it's exciting, and I think everybody's looking forward to it. And I would say it's a development opportunity for your internal teams, right, to be able to be trained and then actually conduct those sort of workshops. Bar none. Yeah, I think it'll give the folks on the team a lot of autonomy and, yeah. and more client-facing interaction as well. Final two questions. Okay. One, obviously you mentioned uh, Marketing Plan a Day is a relatively new uh, project for you or new process, something you've just recently rolled out. Where does uh, like an NPS survey or feedback, like where is that going to fit into your plans? Or do you anticipate this being an iterative process uh, from what you've currently built it as? Sure. So yeah, marketing plan in a day is a lot of fundamentals. And in our typical discovery and onboarding as we're working with folks, there's a lot more original research, um, talking with clients, interviewing prospective clients to 
can get outside the echo chamber, so to speak. Mm. So, I mean, doing that is something, if they're on board for the plan in a day, we always recommend doing that maybe themselves in companion with this to help validate findings or confirm or deny hunches that they might have. So um, if, if they want to do the plan in the day, we recommend doing that as a, as a companion piece. Mm -hmm. um, but then from there, you know, on our end, I think there's an opportunity to, to, to check in maybe every, every month or every quarter to just say, hey, how is this going? Is it going according to plan? How, was there anything missing that we could potentially fill in the gaps on and, sure. and keep them engaged even after the fact too? That's great. Final question. What do you find is the weirdest part of agency life? I think the weirdest part of agency life is, I, so I ask myself, you know, why do I do this? Why does this give me job satisfaction? And it's because I have the opportunity to build a company and have control and influence over how that's done and, and who I do that with. And so there's like this control element of it, but so much is out of your control. An employee can decide that they want to you know, move back home to the West Coast, or um, a new or a, a client decides that hey, they're selling the business and we don't need you anymore, unfortunately. Right. And so you you do so much to control your own stability and team and the way you develop things, but it's it's so much of it is out of your control actually, and that's very weird and scary. <laughs> it I think. feels like everything's in control, but there's so much that's out of your yeah, control. Yeah, for sure, bar none. Uh, that's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. It's been thank you. Pleasure. This is really great. Uh, thank that's you. Awesome. Thanks so much. If you like what you watched, make sure to subscribe to our Agency Unfiltered newsletter, which will remind you when the next episode drops, as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.